welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, May the 6th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, my friends, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's joy today. Uh, Today is a special day because today we celebrate uh, Renee and my uh, oldest daughter. So it's second oldest child, but oldest daughter. Uh, We call her Molly, but her real name is Mary Margaret. It is her birthday today. And we celebrate 23 years. So Molly, happy birthday, sweetheart. And at the end, we will invite St. Mary Margaret to pray for us. So, um, yeah, so good to have you with us, brothers and sisters. We have made it through another week. We are through now with, uh, what is that, the third week of Easter? And um, we will uh, be moving on. So, gosh, not even yet, halfway through the Easter season. We'll, We'll reach that point about next Wednesday. But uh, again, celebrating God's life in the life of the world and and God's redemption and God's newness of creation. So we are going to almost finish out chapter 6 today. By the time we get to Monday's reading, we'll be on a different chapter in John's Gospel. Uh, Technically, uh, chapter 6 in John's Gospel finishes tomorrow on Saturday. I will read parts of it today because it really closes out uh, this the the series of readings we've been reading really well. But for those who wish to follow along today, we are John chapter 6, verses 52 to 59. Again, if we thought Jesus was being explicit yesterday, he is even more so today. Uh, he doubles down upon what he doubles down yesterday. So let's hear what God has to say to us. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, Whoever eats this bread will live forever. These things he said while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we remember, right, that he is in Capernaum because he fed the 5,000, right? That was a week ago today. And then he goes up on the mountaintop to pray sends his disciples out. He goes out, catches up to him when he walks on the water. Then they're over in Capernaum, and everybody finds him there. Hence, all of this, John chapter 6, Eucharistic theology takes place in that synagogue in Capernaum when he's teaching the crowds, which read you and I. So he's, he's doing this for us. Now, at short listen, if you, if you just were kind of half listening to what the gospel said, 
So much of what we heard today, Jesus has said to us before, right? I mean, this is not new in the sense of John chapter 6. He mentions this thing, these things how many times? I mean, when we do this right here, just as the living Father sent me, the, this whole last paragraph, virtually, virtually the whole thing, uh, we heard yesterday. Um, just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever, right? We know we're in that, that um, realm of, of metaphor because people are still dying, right? I said that yesterday. I'm not going to beat that dead horse again. But there are things here, brothers and sisters, that are marvelously new. And it's why I'm going to, to go into tomorrow's gospel, because this gospel points to it and it undergirds it. It doesn't undermine it. It strengthens it. And here's what we heard. Even the beginning is very similar. So they're hearing him say these words, okay, that unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life within you. He said that yesterday. And so now they're saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? This doesn't make sense to us. And Jesus says to them, okay, here, target, amen, amen, I say to you. He's pointing, okay, listen intently. What's coming next is important. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. That's new. That's new. The first part isn't. He said that before. He said that yesterday. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. But now he's saying, but I want you to know it's more than just, you know, comparing it to manna. That I'm talking... So, Well, let me, let me say it this way. Is Jesus talking, brothers and sisters, in metaphor here? Or is he talking literally here? And the answer is yes. Yes. Is he talking metaphorically? Yes. We know he is. Is he talking literally? Yes. We know he is. We can't get around either one. And it's all in this paragraph. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Truer words have never been spoken. You know that. We've railed in it. I don't know how many times, especially since, you know, resurrection, that why do you look for the living among the dead, right? And, and we do that. That's constantly what we do. Life only comes from one place. And any life, brothers and sisters, unless we are connected, unless the, the branch is connected to the vine, it is going to die. Jesus says, and that's later in John, by the way. I want to say that's John 15. Don't quote me, it could be John 16, but it's right in there. Um, I am the vine, and you are the branches. You know, unless you are connected to me, you will wither. Now, he says it better than I just did. I didn't call it up. But I love that imagery. 
I love it because he's saying, let that sap, which enlightens me. I mean, he says it here, right? Um, just as the living Father sent me and I have life because of the Father. Even Jesus himself had to be connected to the, to the ultimate vine. Capital U, capital V. He had to be in the flow for that life to, to fill him. Just as he is filled with that life from God, which is of God and in God and, and through God. So we need to be connected to him so we have that life within him. Is that, is that true? Of course it's true. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them on the last day. We, we, two days ago we had that gospel, right? It's just solid. The will of God is life. It is life. It is life. And when we participate in God and live in God and move and have our being in God, unless and until we do, we do not have that life within us. We must say yes to that flow, brothers and sisters, every day, several times a day. Because if you're like me, I get in my own flow. I get in my own rhythm. I get in my own way of being in the world. And, and inevitably, that, that is not in harmony and not in rhythm with the flow, with God's flow. And, uh, and I need to be brought back. Um, for Okay, again, I'm going back to this literal and uh, metaphorical. Again, forgive me, I'm just going to repeat myself. This is the bread that came down from heaven, meaning Jesus. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. 100% true. 100% true. But he's using a metaphor here. I mean, we don't know anybody who has not died, right? Um, unless it's, you know, Elijah and, and the chariot of gold. Uh, and, you know, that's it's a little before our time. Um, and so clearly he's saying that that life within us, that, that, that doesn't die, but he's not talking literally that we won't die. I mean, of course, our human life will come to an end here, but you could say, okay, well then he's only speaking metaphorically. No, no. Which is why he said, amen, amen. I say to you, okay, unless you eat the, the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you for whoever eats has eternal life. Meaning you're already a part of it. When you eat it, when you consume it, when you, when it is within you. Think back to Ezekiel, right? Beginning of Ezekiel, uh, God brings him the scroll and says, eat it. And it tastes like honey in his mouth, but in his stomach, it is, it is you know, churning. It, 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 it's, it's nauseous almost. But he must eat it and, and take it into himself because Ezekiel couldn't be a prophet without consuming that word and then bringing it out to the people. That's what he's talking about here, that we need to consume Christ in order that we can bring it out. But so Jesus then says, and, and he says, just so you, you know, don't take this only in a metaphorical situation. He says, amen, amen, I say to you, for my flesh. Again, he's pointing to it. For my flesh is really food. It is true food. I'm not making this up. It is not just metaphorical food. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Brothers and sisters, we can't get around that. We can't get around that. Jesus wasn't trying to invite us to get around that. And all that points to the Eucharist. Why? Because we need to chew on God. We need to humble ourselves enough to say, we can't do it. And brothers and sisters, here's the deal. You don't have to think 
okay, you know, these words that this bread becomes Jesus's body, right as the priest says these magic words, and, and it does it in this way, or, or we try to figure it out on an intellectual level, and, and when, and how, and, and what that means. You know, if you want to do that, great, great. But you, you know what I know? I, I don't care if I understand it or not. One, I'm never going to. And two, none of that changes the reality that somehow God will use what is most common in the world, which is bread. And, uh, and, and that thing that unites us around that dinner table, going back to, to that earlier conversation this week, right? He will use the most common thing that we all know about and the thing that brings us together and says, that's me, I can use that. My friends, if God can use that, is there anything in your life God can't use? Anything. Anything below him? I mean, everything's below him. But is God uh, unwilling to use any of that? God's willing to use all of it. All of it. There's nothing that, that God feels for whatever reason. And again, these are my words. I, I'm, I don't want to pretend I'm, I, they're God's. But nothing that I believe God feels would be beneath him to use in order that we may become more like him. And therefore, having eaten the scroll, eaten the Eucharist, eaten his very body, being able now to give it. That's the image we're, we're talking. It is metaphorical. There's no doubt we must be in the flow, and that will never die. But, uh, but our bodies will, and it is literal. That literally he gives us his, his uh, body and his blood to drink and eat. I mean, it's unbelievably wonderful. It's unbelievably wonderful. And what takes place is, is beyond our comprehension every time we get to do it. And we get to go, go forward in humility and not try to understand it logically. Don't worry about that. Just simply say, yep, Lord, it is you that I desire to consume, not me. Not my own dreams or my own thoughts or my own control or my own whatever. It is you. It is you. And let God do it. Now, here's the deal, and I'm going to end with this. So, if we were reading tomorrow's gospel, um, it starts this way. So, it's, it's technically, it would be John 6, uh, verse 60 to 69. It ends John chapter 6. But it says, many of the disciples of Jesus who were listening said, after he said these words that we just heard today, many of the disciples who were listening to Jesus said, this saying is hard. Who can accept it? And they begin murmuring. And so now I'm going to jump to the end. And as a result of this, many of his, meaning Jesus' disciples, many of those close to him, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer walked with him. Jesus then didn't run after him. He didn't say, hey, you guys, I'm just speaking metaphorically. Come on back. Let me, let me unlock it so you can understand it better. Come on, people. You know, get with it. Of course, you know, that you're not going to chew on my arm here or whatever. And that's a poor analogy that I just used. He doesn't run after them and say they, they misunderstood. He looks at the 12. He looks at the inner circle and says, do you also want to leave? And Simon Peter, now this is Simon's confession. He doesn't say, you know, uh, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God, like he does in Matthew, 
or, or in Luke or in, in Mark. He says it here. Simon Peter answers him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Brothers and sisters, we can't get around it. Jesus says we cannot have life without him. Forever we are trying. Forever we are trying. But if we are going to have real life, Jesus' life was consumed by his love of God uh, 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 because he was sent by God. And, and he sends us. And, and Jesus is the one that gives us life. We cannot have it outside of that. We cannot. I, I know that to be true as much as we try. And, and Jesus, in, in God's great goodness, gives us his very self to chew on, literally, literally, in order that we may have that life within us so we can live that life and share that life. It won't be perfect, and that's not God's fault. That's just being human. But you know what, brothers and sisters? If God can love us in that space and give his very self for us in this space of our imperfection, can we not love ourselves in this space and allow ourselves to be loved by our God in this space and say, I'm going to do it as best I can, Lord, with your help, because it's your life. you got to flow through me and do it. And I know I'm going to blow it, and, and I'm going to keep blowing it, but as long as you keep coming back and your grace is always plus one over the, the number of times that I blow it, I'm all good with that. And that's our dance together. Brothers, this is really good news. But the question, of course, is, Jesus looks at us and says, will you also leave? This is crazy stuff. This is out there stuff. We, we hear it and yawn because we've heard it so many times. But this is amazing stuff. But he looks at us and says, do you buy it? Do you buy it or are you also going to step away and do your own thing? We're on a knife's edge right now, brothers and sisters. He's invited us there. And we have to fall one way or the other. Which will it be? Let's pray. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth luminous mystery. The gift, the institution of the Eucharist. Gosh, how wonderful. How many times does the rosary just kind of nail what the gospel's about, huh? Uh, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. St. Mary Margaret, pray for us. My friends, have a wonderful Friday, a blessed weekend. May it be filled with every good joy. Be well, 